Uh, I don't know that we can totally rely on that. It's going to be like Book of Eli up in here. All right, so yeah. uh, I see you've already started recording, but then let's uh, let's talk about like the changes to our training then. So, Jeff, you can start with the uh, introduction. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Hit Factor. Hi, Jeff. Hey, Jeremy. Oh, yeah, Jeremy's here. Uh, we also got Jared and Jason, whole crew's here. Uh, we're just going to kind of jump around topics tonight, I think. We want to talk about how this beginning of this season is kind of shot and just changing, I guess. It's not shot, but it's changing. Uh, everybody's kind of figuring out figuring out their game plan for the year. Uh, so, yeah. Jeremy was in the middle of talking about that when I started recording, and then he quit. <laughs> so, I think we should probably start with him. Yeah, re-say what you were just saying. Oh, so uh, I mean, obviously a bunch of bunch of matches are getting canceled. When is this going to air? This week? I think Tomorrow. we should do it this week. Tomorrow. Okay. I mean, if we're talking about this, and this should probably air. This, it'll air. This. So obviously, everybody knows we're in the middle of the. I think Trump's calling it the Chinese flu. Uh, some people <laughs> call it the Wu flu. Some people call it the coronavirus. Some people call it the COVID nineteen. Uh, this kind of crazy thing that we haven't really we haven't seen anything on a worldwide scale like this so it's it's a little bit crazy uh obviously a bunch of matches have been postponed um and so the the question is is so what do you do with your training do you just keep going uh do you do you just halt or whatever um well so the first thing i was saying is that right now we're kind of everybody's just assuming that jared can you keep your dog quiet? Golly. God. He's motioning. The problem is his dog is like a like a 10-pound little furball. It's more <laughs> like a cat than a dog. Freaking out. Uh, but um, so everybody's just kind of assuming that, you know, we're going to hunker in place for two or three weeks. And I hope everybody is doing that, that they are staying home if they, if they, if they can at all. But uh, that once we quit that, that the – the economy is just going to start back up again. And I don't know if that's going to be the case. So for me that with training, a little bit of the challenge is, is yeah, we're thinking there's going to be matches later in this year, but we don't really know if there, are, if there are. So the, the motivation is, is a little bit of a struggle at this point. Um, and how much, how much time and energy should I be spending on that, uh, versus other things? Um, so with that being said, for me personally, I am, Whereas normally this time of the year, I would have single stack nationals coming up. I'd be training four or five, maybe six days a week, um, whether the weather's good or bad, I'd be shooting. And now it's kind of a deal where if the weather's really nice, like today was fantastic, uh, I went out and shot a bit. Um, if it's going to be windy the next three days, I probably won't go out when there's dirt and stuff blowing around everywhere. Um, so that's, that's kind of the deal. I'm trying to stay motivated with dry fire. And again, that's you know, sometimes you miss a few days in a row. Uh, so, so trying, trying with that, as far as just the frequency of practice, trying to at least maintain, not go into total shutdown mode like I was in the off season. What, have you heard what the status of the world shoot is? Uh, right now it is, it's as planned. 
I mean, that's the world shoot is basically December one or the very end of November. Um, so, you know, it's tough to it's tough to know exactly what's going to be happening then. Uh, they did put out a statement saying they're going to follow the advice of the World Health Organization. Um, so, and also they said that they would, if anything, they would not move the match. It would stay in Thailand and it may get postponed. Uh, I think I saw this morning that the uh, the Olympics, the 2020 Olympics that were in Tokyo, they've been postponed like a year, I think. So yeah. they're going to be in 2021. Yeah. So I would not be surprised if the world shoot does something similar. Um, you know, I think the 2020 Olympics were supposed to be starting like now, uh, I think, uh, or, or very soon. So they're, they're a little bit closer to all this, this happening. So that's all I know as far as the world shoots concerned. Um, I will be honest right now, if the world shoot happens in December, my, I'm about a, my desire to go is much less than I, I don't feel like traveling internationally at this point. Um, so there's going to need to be some pretty big changes before. I would want to still participate in that. Yeah, for sure. By that time, it'd be round two of the, uh, it'd be COVID 20. I mean, yeah, COVID, I mean, definitely, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely going to be around, uh, but hopefully by then we, the doctors should, should have something figured out by then, hopefully, unless it's just this, like some crazy super flu. And I don't necessarily know that that's the case. Um, it'll, it'll be around, but they should at least be able to handle it by then. Guess we'll find out. We will find out. I know first thing I had on my schedule was Jeremy Reed training camp. So I yeah, I know that. Yeah, that was Jeff was coming out in a week and he was going to shoot like more rounds in two days than he was going to shoot the rest of the year. Yeah. It was going to be great. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to have to re reschedule that for later. Um, but I was looking forward to that. I don't get to early in my career, I got to train with with some top level guys often, uh, very often. And now I, I basically train by myself 100% of the time. So having another top level guy, uh, and Jeff is a top level guy. I know what? people will like, people what? don't think that, um, people don't think that. <laughs> yeah, well, but go check people... out his, go check out his Barney reload like video on, on Instagram. There's no way Jeff Cawthon shooting. Is that it? What is your Instagram? I think it's just Jeff Cawthon. Oh, Jeff Cawthon. Yeah, go check that out on Instagram. And, uh, like, dude's balling out on some Barney reloads, which are kind of pointless, but he's really fast at it. So he's definitely <laughs> he's definitely a top-level shooter. Uh, yeah, so not many people like to go to BFE West Texas to train, huh? Uh, apparently not. Mm. But that's their loss. It's, West Texas is cool, man. Yeah, well, I have family there. That's the only reason I was coming out. Yeah, that's that's about the only reason why people come here. <laughs> okay, who's up next? What are you doing? What'd you change? So, so I'll uh, I'll talk about mine a little bit. So uh, I think my first match, my first real match, was the same as uh, uh, Jeremy. We were supposed to shoot Area Six this weekend. And then I had to back out of it because of a travel restriction for work. So originally I was planning to shoot Ozark Classic instead that weekend. And then uh, now that is also canceled. So being that I don't have another match scheduled until June, rather than keeping up and, you know, hammering, 
I was dry firing about an hour a day, five days a week, and and live firing, you know, three or four times a week. I've kind of cut that back. So I took uh, last weekend off, and I've cut my dry fire down to around 20 or 30 minutes a day, you know, four or five times a week. And I'll continue live firing like once a week. But uh, the pace I was at was kind of, you know, trying to get ready for the match. And I don't think that's some that's not a pace that I could keep up for an entire season. Like I would be so fried by the end of the year, but the uncertainty is my biggest uh, challenge right now until we, until we know we're actually shooting again in June. I don't want to hit it really hard because it would be, it'd be easy for June to turn into August where we currently sit. And who knows what the uh, ramifications of all these businesses being shut down due to the economy and, people being able to shoot and like uh jeremy uh, was saying in the early part like are, are people still going to be able to buy his guns well are people going to still be buying my guns in you know june and july and stuff like that it could definitely change things yeah yeah you all sell cheap guns or some cheap guns so the people will want to buy your stuff yeah, uh, yeah. we, we sell not pretty- the, maybe not the shadow twos uh this is gonna this might hurt the dwx sales but I I have no idea what will happen with that yet. Uh, we're currently working remotely, so we'll see. Uh, but otherwise, though, I'm kind of treating this not like an off-season, but kind of like more of a uh, maintaining schedule. I'm also using it as a chance to experiment a little bit with uh, some different things. So I'm trying bullets out of my mag pouches. I'm going to give it like a serious month or two because everybody else on the podcast except for Jeff said it was the best way. So clearly it's the best way. Jeff so two, slow so two reload, other people, so. Two other people said it was the best way. <laughs> but uh, I've also been, you know, thinking thinking a little bit on, on what areas I want to focus on though in this. We have a long gap here without any matches. So it's also, in my eyes, it's a good time to, you know, focus in on some other skills outside of just you know, general shooting practice. So in dry fire, I'm hitting more of the basics harder. So draws, transitions, reloads with new mag pouches. Um, <clears throat> before the podcast, I was actually talking to Jeremy about it, uh, working on like some foot speed stuff a little bit. So I'm going to throw the agility ladder out in the backyard a little bit and see if I can't learn something from that as well. So cool. I would like to see a Sasquatch running an agility ladder. Yeah, can you post a video of that? <laughs> I will. When I do, that needs make to make the gram. But yes. For, this weekend, though, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna do the adult thing and repair the back deck that I've been putting off for like three years. Yeah. That's probably smart. Yeah, during this like shooting delay, it's really tempting to do grown-up stuff. You know, responsible Maybe. things. Maybe that's what this we should turn the podcast into. What's all the grown-up stuff we're gonna have to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for the next two months, it's just gonna be like home improvement. Yeah. Podcast. Yeah. No, probably not. Jason, I'm same same boat. I don't know what I'm doing. Yes, I'm, you do. Uh, you're going to get a different gun every weekend, and you're going to try them out. And you've just got to extend how long you have to make well, a decision I'm, on what I'm gun already doing. Gonna... I'm already doing that. That's no different, though. <laughs> this, this is a good chance for you to revisit all those guns and make sure you made the right choice. <laughs> made the right That's choice. true. 
It is. No, I um, I was kind of picking up steam, dry firing, and, and starting to pick up the live fire. And then I guess two weeks ago, this kind of, or last week, whatever it, was, whatever it was, I was like, okay. And so I don't, I'm just in the same boat. I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, I haven't dry fired probably for, I don't know, three or four days, maybe even more. Might have dry fired like once last week. Um, out of boredom, I went to the range and shot a little bit, but uh, that was really just a chrono some ammo. So, um, I'm kind of taking, it seems like this has turned into, or it will turn into very quickly if I don't start dry firing again, uh, another off season. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's like every morning I'm like, I get a, I have my alarm set and I'm like, nope, I'm not getting out of bed to, to dry fire. So it's pretty boring. You guys still have range access? I do. So I'm, I'm actually on the board for my range. So our, originally we voted to shut down organized events for 30 days. So no matches at our range and the other local ranges have followed that. And then this week uh, we have a shelter in place order or whatever for my county in our indoor range as part of that club is in the county. So it is currently closed uh, for 30 days, but I still have outdoor range access. Okay. Yeah, Jeff, do you have range access? Yeah, our our range is very primitive, I guess. Oh, okay. It doesn't have like hours. Like you just you just get a key and you go whenever you want. So. Oh, it's, yeah, okay. That's how you. my gun club is. But I'm also going to try to get some ammo loaded up. Although uh, I ordered primers last week and shipped them to the office, and then we got uh, told to work from home this week, so they showed up today at the office. So. I'll get those in 30 days or so. Yeah. Nice. Well, good thing by then the coronavirus should not still be on the boxes on the cardboard. So you're good. You're good in that regard. There right. you go. Yeah. I've got yeah. 10,000 showing up tomorrow, but I was smart enough to have them delivered at home. Normally I have them delivered in my office as well, but I was like, better have those delivered at the house. So. Oh, is, did Jason just take, is Jason smarter than Jared? Is that what Jason just said? <laughs> That's what Jason just said. <laughs> My the way mine are shipped, they, they cannot show up at the house. They come on other shipments that CZ gets anyways. So I don't have to pay hazmat or anything on them. Oh, so you're cheating the system. Oh, I see. That's right. That's like company man stuff. They they come on a pallet, so yes. <laughs> Jeff, uh, are you training hard other than Barney loads? Um, no, not really. So I've been dry firing production gun for the last couple of weeks just for kicks. Well, we had the the old fort shootout. I was going to shoot production. So I was just dry firing production gun. And then that got canceled and I picked up the single stack for the first time last night. Tell, tell me now, that. is it easier to load the single stack or the production gun? Oh yeah, single stack's way easier than a than a production gun. Or well, than loading well, works, a Walther. What were you loading? Walther. Isn't the Walther kind of like known as one of the harder ones to load? I'm the wrong person to ask on that. It's the only production gun I've ever loaded, so Well, I did do a, a CZ SPO one for a for a week, but I don't I don't really remember how easy that was. I think it was easier than the Walther, though. Probably. Yeah. But, yeah, going from the Walther to the single stack was awesome. 
Yeah. That's why that's why I could make that, that Barney load look so easy, right? Yeah, and you're, you're that was baller, man. Yeah. Super baller. Your five thousand rounds of ammo should last you all season now. See, that's my dilemma, right? So I was planning on shooting a whole lot and then like my primary season ending at the end of April, you know, and just kind of goofing off the rest of the year. Well, now I got to drag it out till September. So do I conserve and try to shoot this whole time or do I wait until July and then shoot real heavy for two months? I don't know. I haven't decided yet. So that's one dilemma. Yeah, and then yeah, I'm just like practicing when I feel like it right now. I guess I've just extended my off season because <laughs> I'm not scheduled or regimented or anything right now. I'm just just cruising. Uh, yeah, I'll dry fire in the evening if I have time. So it sounds like if there's somebody that's motivated, they got a big chance to get a big leg up this year. That, I was thinking that. Like for for me, I, I am also making use of the working from home. So whenever I eat lunch, I eat pretty quickly, and then I use you know ten or fifteen minutes of my lunch shift to uh, dry fire as well. Kind of get a midday one in there, and then I don't have to worry about it that night unless I want to do it. Nice. Well, but you ain't got nothing going on. I mean, so I mean, I'm not saying you in particular, but since everybody's at the house, I mean, what else is there to do? I'm just, I mean, I'm just being lazy myself. So I'm sitting on the couch watching TV. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. when you think about it, there's nothing to do. So, so you guys are both working from home until further notice. Yep, I'm off and on. I'm probably going to go in tomorrow. <laughs> Just because I didn't like working from home. I'm tired of it already. Yeah, so I've been told, uh, well, unless I had asked, I would just be going into the office every day. Uh, but I'm working from home on Wednesdays to prevent my mom from coming to my house and potentially picking something up and taking it to my dad and killing him. <laughs> He wouldn't make it, man. He wouldn't make it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is a good time, though, to, I guess, like uh, Jeremy said, if someone's motivated, it is a good time to train because there's, uh, I, I assume most areas of the country now are kind of like Kansas City where everything's pretty much shut down. So it's not like, other than going to the grocery store or the doctor's office, there's, yeah. you know, rest, restaurants are all closed. Uh, you know, anything you would do for a social activity is pretty much closed now. So you might as well as uh, dry fires, you should just watch TV. Or you can read uh, Ben and Joel's new book. I'm also working through that. So we're each in different states. What What is the state? Like, have they declared a state of emergency in all of y'all's states? Or? I think all 50 states have declared a state of emergency. Well, I thought last yeah. I heard it was only like 20 of them had. Oh, well. So our, our shutdown is on the city and county level as far as like okay. businesses being closed and everything. Ours um, just now today declared the state a state of emergency, like this afternoon. Well, and that's not the same. That doesn't mean the whole state shut down. You're just saying the state has declared an emergency, correct? 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're declaring a state of emergency that allows them to then declare other things. Like that, that gives them more freedom to declare other things. So they need to declare a state of emergency before they can implement other measures. That's what I'm saying. They, they declared if you're, if you're non-essential, you're shut down. That's what they decided. So they, so they ordered an issue. It's a statewide shelter in place. It's, it's a statewide, if you're non-essential, you're shut down. So, like, bars, theaters, salons, anything. Unless you're, like, uh, healthcare or utilities, something like that. Uh, yeah, you're shut down unless you're essential. So, all of my customers are in the uh, Northeast. So, a lot of those states were some of the earliest ones to declare different levels of uh, shutdowns and everything. And... A, a lot of businesses are being considered essential. Yeah. Like any any possible reason, they're like, oh no, we're essential. Yeah, like, I, th- I think they're pretty liberal with essential, but they have made the statement that non-essential is shut down. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they've come out and said that in Arkansas. I mean, they've asked everybody to work from home and and not congregate in groups over 10 and all that stuff. But it, yeah. it's not like they're not coming out saying we're on a lockdown or we're sheltering in place. Um, and they haven't said only non-essential people, you know, can be out. So in, in Arkansas, you can, I'm, I, my thinking is you can kind of do whatever you want, but most people that I've come across are not being idiots and they're not going out. And so, I mean, when you drive by places, you know, it's the, the the restaurants are drive through only the grocery stores are, you know, not super packed, but you know, there's people in them. And then, um, I haven't really looked at any of the bars cause well, I'm at home, so I'm not driving, I'm not around at, you know, at night driving around, but I would imagine all the bars are shut down. Um, so. Good times. Good times. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Wasn't it, it's weird. Wasn't right? exciting time to be alive. Yeah. So I think I think on the shooting deal, I think it's there, there is an opportunity for somebody, uh, and I may write an article for Tim for this for the Pro Shop blog, but um, that uh, like this is this is kind of a unique opportunity because normally by now we're kind of in the season, you got matches rolling up, and so you kind of your training is a little bit geared more towards I'm prepping for this match or prepping for that match. Uh, and now you've kind of got because if if somebody's like me, like their off season is somewhat dictated by the weather. Um, like, like even though I do live in Texas, I live in the Panhandle, and we get a very distinct weather, uh, d- very distinct winter. Um, and so training during the winter is not not real fun or real conducive. Um, so now you've got people have a chance, like they're in the middle of, of good shooting season, they're in the middle of spring, um, but there's no matches coming up. And so then what do you do with that time if you're going to train? And, like, this is the time to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the time, like, like don't you don't need to go out and, like, try to just, I'm just going to go out and hammer the fundamentals. There's, no, this is the time to break everything, like, figure out where your weaknesses are at. It's time to go out, see how fast you can go, uh, make those mistakes, see what that's at, and then try to find a way to to push through that because you have time to fix those mistakes. Whereas if you had a match coming in a week and a half, you'd probably be you'd be a little bit hesitant to be shooting a bunch of mics and and missing a bunch in practice. You don't want that to bleed over in your match. 
So now you have the, the, the pressure's off. Um, so go into your practice and go like, let's explore, let's explore something where we can, maybe we're shooting partials that are at 15 yards on the move. Let's see what we can do with that. Um, let's see how fast can I shoot a zebra target and still, still get A's on it at, at 20 yards, um, or, or anything like that. Um, to me, it's, you have an opportunity to make mistakes and it's not going to necessarily reflect in any sort of match results. Well, and to go with that too, uh, speaking on that, so with the matches being canceled and rescheduled farther down the season, an already bottom-heavy season is going to have where if you're shooting a pretty full schedule, you're basically going to be shooting a major at least every couple of weeks if everything ends up getting rescheduled. Maybe more often than that if you stick with your original plan. So there's going to be less time to work on new things later on in the season, you know, you're not going to have any gaps. So uh, this part of the year where if you stay super motivated, this is probably where you're going to build new skills. You're not going to do it during the rest of the year. Yeah, absolutely. No, once the, once the fall hits, September, you know, a lot of matches got pushed to September and stuff. Man, once that August, September, October, once that hits, like you're not going to have time for to to ramp up and figure things out. You better have things figured out by then because you're just going to be match. If you, unless you just cut matches out, uh, you're going to match after match after match. Yeah, for sure. I expect most people are going to have to cut. If, you know, if they, if they signed up for eight matches, there's going to be some cutting going on. Oh, definitely. I mean, that like, that's going to happen, but, but some people won't. Uh, some no, people like right. the guys that, the guys that are wanting to shoot the the big matches, uh, the guys that are trying to to win at the top, uh, they're probably still they're going to shoot as many as they possibly can. Yeah. No, for for myself, I cut area six. It just it didn't make sense with the reschedule. It would have put me shooting nine majors in like thirteen weeks, or nine majors yeah. in twelve weeks or something. It would have just. Yeah. I probably would have been dead by the time I hit nationals for my last match of the year. Yeah, I think they put area six like a week before single stack nationals. So it's probably going to get axed for me as well. I can't, I'm not flying to Florida and then turn around three days later and drive them to Alabama with a freaking Oki in my car. So uh, <laughs> I can't, I can't handle that. <laughs> Did you like that? <laughs> that? That slang term I used on you the other day, yesterday? What did you use on me? Oh, yeah. What was the? What would you? What did you call me? I don't even remember what it was. It's a funnel ass. <laughs> Where in the world did that come from? Uh. <laughs> that's that's the insults they throw out in Ada, Oklahoma. Yeah, that's the yeah, best. Someone, that, that an idiot Oklahoma flies by you. Flies by you on a country road. Funnel ass. Is yeah. that something y'all made up? I don't know. A buddy of mine used to say it a lot, but I feel like it's pretty common. It's not common. Maybe it's, it's not common. If it's I, not I, common, it's very unique to him, and it's awesome. I say it a lot now. I've never heard that before. <laughs> I'm thinking it's common to like a 30-mile radius around what that costume is. That's what I'm thinking. Well, I'm going to say it a lot on the way to Alabama. Oh, you, great. You can guarantee it. I can't wait. That'll be fun. <laughs> Jeremy's going to like smother Jeff with a pillow on the car ride. 
I may just run into like head on with a semi. Like it may be <laughs> worth it. Like okay. I'll just I'll take one for the team and just <laughs> make sure the wife re up your uh Make sure the wife got your life insurance policy update. Yeah, I need to. I need to up that. That needs to get be a little higher. I'm gonna survive that wreck just so I can beat you at nationals. You're gonna beat me at nationals. I have no doubt about that. Jeff Coffin's shooting for like top three. Top three. <laughs> you heard it. Top three you heard it here first. Every stage they're gonna is be an empty gun start, and they're gonna have to we'll have to Barney and Mag on every oh, stage. Yeah, I'm training for that all year. <laughs> the best plan will be nine rounds, the first position on every stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. See, poor Jason over here thinking about plans. Jason, it looks like I wish people could see this video because it looks painful how much thinking you're doing. Oh, God. It looks like it hurts. Hey, do you want to talk about uh, pet peeves? Does Jason have some pet peeves? Yeah, Jason, that was your topic. You want to talk about pet peeves? I don't even remember why I brought it up. I was just throwing out ideas, hoping that, you know, I mean, like they're not all always going to be a good idea. It's just, you just throw out maybe maybe one's a good idea every once in a while. <laughs> what was the well, last good one? It's been a while. Uh, I can't even remember. But no, well, Jeff, uh, Jeremy said he hates unloaded starts. And I was like, let's talk about, oh, you know, yeah, pet yeah. peeves of what you hate. Because – the thing about pet p or uh, unloaded starts is like uh, every match, the match director is like, okay, I've got to have an uh, unloaded start. I've got to have a one stage wrist above shoulders, and you got to be standing uh, facing up uh, up range. You know what I mean? Okay. So I can, it's just I can give you one. Let's hear it. It, it, it goes it goes with unloaded starts, but uh, like all mags on like a central table or oh, barrel that was back fine. in the field course, where where you have to you You're stealing it. You spill, you spend like four seconds at the beginning of the stage stuffing mags in your in your belt. It's like I don't mind like when the mags are on barrels throughout the stage or something. But uh when you have to spend like five seconds doing non shooting stuff before you can ever start shooting, that's annoying. Yeah. You're saying stowing that mags make... stowing mags should not be a skill set that I practice. I should not be worried about how is the fastest way for me to get mags into my mag pouches? If if your stage, if the only way your stage is interesting is by forcing shooters to stow mags at the start of it, you don't have an interesting stage. Uh, all you're doing is driving the hit factor down. That's it. That is all it does. It does nothing else. Also, so if stage designers quit doing those. I like if, at any, if at any part in time when you're designing a stage, <laughs> If you put targets or something out there, and and you think to yourself, this will slow the fast guys down, that is not. You need to go shoot IDPA. <laughs> I don't think I would. I don't think I'd fit in with IDPA. You know how many times I've heard that in IDPA? Got to show. Got to slow them fast guys down. I heard Lower. that for a few months. I heard it for a few months, and then I was like, I don't want to shoot IDPA no more. But uh, Jared, well, I, Jeff, I do you like really Jimmy. like? Yeah, I like see Jeff. I, like, I like I like anything. I like it all, man. Just because I don't know. It's just it's just all a skill. Like whether it's shooting or not, you know. If it's if you're like sitting on your ass on the ground, like standing up, it's still something I can do better than Jared. So 
Wait, it's, you think stowing mags is a skill that should be tested in USPSA? I think it's a skill that can be tested. <laughs> in USPSA? <laughs> and you. in USPSA. Whether it should be or not, I don't know. But it How can be. How is it a skill? It yeah. can't. How is it that's not dumb. a skill? It's, it's hand-eye coordination. That yeah. should, no, no. It is a, sh where is that in DVC? Where is stowing mag? Where does that fall under DVC? Accuracy. <laughs> Accuracy in place. Oh my god! That is not allowed Boom. in design stages ever. Un under the speed part. Under Dude, the I speed have part. Zero, yeah. zero desire to ever design a stage. So I am exceedingly thankful for anyone that does. So, so yeah, you design I, I of, any sort of stage, and I'll shoot it and love it. I thought about those some of the stuff that uh, annoys me that you see in matches. And a lot of times is it's more of a case of a lot of, a lot of local matches, you know, this guy goes build this stage, this guy goes build that stage, so on and so forth. And the match isn't designed as an entire match. So every once in a while a local you'll end up where you have like fifteen headshots in a six stage local match or something. And that's yeah. just kind of a, or or you end up with a bunch of excessively hard targets on every stage because you know, They're this guy wants the same thing. Yeah, it's not the, it's not that any one of the stages is that bad on its own, but whenever they are combined, it's kind of like what the hell. So we shot a match at our local carry gun match uh, several months ago, and it was I think it was just six six targets, all like ten to fifteen yards, all hardcover except the head. <laughs> Yeah, I dominated that stage. It was awesome. <laughs> that does that does not sound like a fun stage. It was fun because so, I won. So Jeff, do you have any pet peeves when it comes to stages or USPSA or life? Life? <laughs> no, no, I don't. I probably do about USPSA, but not. I don't think I do about stages. Like I just like shooting stages. I don't really care about stages, but okay. But but the stages, you don't care that. The, the, you know, the loaded thing off the barrel is like when you have this specific prop that you have to manipulate in a certain way. I shot a match where you had a broom. It was a mop. And you had to get the – you had to carry the mop from one side of the stage to the other. And at the very end of the stage, you had to get the mop in a hole in this box that was, you know, just big enough to get the, the handle uh, of that. And that was, you know, that was stupid. So, so when you've got to manipulate a prop that has nothing to do with shooting and it's just – and the and the person that has a leg up on that stage is whoever lucks into the best uh, manipulation of that prop, or sees someone else does it, do it, um, you know, really good or really bad, and learns from it. That's not that's stupid to me. And that's like so, load magazines off a barrel to me. I just see is it as an opportunity, something that I'm going to do better than you do it, so I'm going to win. What if you screw it up? Then you I screw it, it up. Then I screw. No, I won't hate it. I don't think I'll hate it. Liar. I might be upset. I might be upset that I screwed it up. But what is I'm your pet peeve, Jeff? I don't know. You said you had pet peeves about you. You got to have something a that you don't about have USPSA about. probably, or that happens in USPSA or, or something. Uh, I don't know. I have to think about it for a minute. Come like on, revolver division. Call someone out. Call, Call someone out. out. Category awards. No, I don't care. I don't care. Let's talk about that one. <laughs> All you, big dog. Come on, Jared. What do you got to say about that? 
Uh, I I don't think category awards should necessarily be a thing. Um, if you beat the other three chicks who showed up to beat the match, I don't think you should be like, I won when you got, you know, 29th place out of 32 people. So yeah, I don't, I don't care about those things. I do get upset when people try to stay in a class so they can win it. That, that upsets me. When someone's what about like, a division? I'm, what about a division? What do you mean, what about a division? Like when people hide out in single stack just to, to win. Oh, those guys are awesome. It's an easy... All right. I actually stack? had somebody ask me that question. Single are stack? People hide, are people hiding out in single stack? And I was like, no. Here, here I mean, it is. It's not hiding out because single stack, you can be mediocre and get notoriety because you're winning. So that's hiding it's not, out. It's not hiding <laughs> out. It's, it's so, getting notoriety for being mediocre. Let me tell you, there is tons of notoriety for winning in single stack. Like your Instagram is just going to get like, yeah. like probably like close to a million followers. Like, <laughs> it, yeah, it, it just goes nuts when you start winning in single stack. Let all me tell the you. boomers, all the boomers follow yep. you for sure. Goes crazy. Can't confirm. We'll see. Uh, Jeremy has over 2,000 followers, and it's not because of his awesome pictures of all his custom built pistols. It's purely his, like, one in every 50 shooting videos. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, well, people like look at match results, like, let's see. I think I won area three, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I won area three last year. They looked at that result, and uh, I got like an extra thousand followers just from area three. So that out. No, but I want to I touch back based on his uh, thing about the category words. Like, the category words themselves don't really matter to me one way or the other. But, like, I do disagree with calling them either, like, I won, saying they won this match when they won High Lady. There, there's a difference. I think they're setting the bar low, and there's no reason to that. I mean, Maria has proved that the girls can compete with the guys. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Well, didn't Ben have something on that on his last podcast? The one you were, was it one you're on, Jeremy? Uh, I may have mentioned something about that on Ben's podcast. Uh, yeah, <laughs> seriously, I remember something, and, and it might have been the one before that too, where he was talking about IDPA. So, like, if you won IDPA in like '95 or 2000, you won the national championship, and you were to say you won it last year, like. Are those equal? Like, did it mean more in ninety and two thousand than it, you know? Mm. And so, like, it, it, I think he was talking about like limited ten and stuff like that. So, if you know, you say you won limited ten, you're the, you're a limited ten national champion, or even worse, you're a limited ten woman, you know, the ladies champion. Um, I'm, I'm probably gonna catch some shit for that one, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's like the limited ten. Seriously, like that didn't really mean anything if there was no heat there. And it devalues all the national championships. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's the argument is, is that there's some point when you give out so many national, I'm using air quotes, when you give out so many national championships, uh, whether if you're doing that by class, uh, by category, or the number of divisions that we have, there's a, there's a certain point where winning a national championship is so watered down that it's like, Oh well, there's another 20 people that got a national championship this year. That's not really that. Is that that big of an accomplishment? Um, so I do think we do need to be there. There, there should be some sort of consideration for that. Uh, and actually, there are rules within the within our rule book 
um, to specify how that happens. Like this year there was, and I think Foley actually followed it this year. I don't think there was a high lady um, limited 10 national champion crowned um, because there weren't enough, there weren't enough competitors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I could be wrong about this, uh, but I believe Justine or Jalise, I don't know. I think it's the blue one. Uh, she won, she won L10. Um, but I think there were only, I mean, she beat Ashley Rourke, so she beat a, a legit other shooter. Um, but I don't think there were enough people even in the, in that category to recognize it as a category. Cause I think it requires 10. Um, I could be wrong. So like, there's lots of stuff like that in place that a lot of these smaller matches that are recognizing all the classes. Well, there's not even enough people in the classes to even recognize them as as a thing and yet they're still recognizing d class c class b class a class um and it is there is provisions in the rules where they don't have to do that see i think i go either way on like class awards because when when i was new and in c class like getting a trophy at my first match like my first major very i think i got like third c of area three or something my first year like does it mean anything no but as a new shooter it was certainly cool and kept me motivated and interested in the game i think that's bogus i i i say you should not have gotten a trophy in your first major match you gotta earn <laughs> that son and, and like i said I can go either way I, I don't disagree with that but i can see the other side of it for and you know there's plenty of people in our game that you know maybe they start older or something and c or b class as high as they ever go like that stuff is cool for those people yeah i agree with well, that the majority of the people shooting USPSA aren't aren't even as serious as we are, and and we're not even as serious as other people, the professional guys, at the, you know, at that level. So, um, the people at our level, as far as the seriousness of it, what do we think make up? You think it makes up ten percent of the sport? You know, maybe more. I don't know, but so I mean, the, my whole point to this is the majority of the people uh, that shoot the sport, they 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 shoot the match because they want to have a good time, and if they win a class. Uh, plaque, then that's kind of cool for them, and I don't have a problem with that. I, I like it. I guess I mean, my my biggest my my issue with it a little bit is um, when it comes down to awards, which I mean, most of the top guys are not shooting it for awards, but basically the you we give basically the same recognition to the guy that wins C class as the guy that wins GM or overall. Um, and that seems a little bit skewed because, yeah, we want to reward those guys that are in, in DCBA, whichever class they're in. Um, we, want, we want to kind of reward those guys that like, yeah, they, they, you did well, that sort of stuff. But let's be honest here. The guys that are winning are putting more into the sport. Um, yep. They're putting effort in. And, and at some point, we are a sport that's about competition. Uh, and we are about deciding who is the best shooter. If we're not, then let's let's get rid of all the awards. But if we are trying to figure out who the best shooter is, then the, the best shooters need to get the most recognition, in my opinion. So, all right, let's assume that we're going to keep the awards the way they are for for class wins. So, what kind of recognition do you think is appropriate for like the top guys? Do you do you want to do Top sixteen or like a podium, top three, like what? What do you What are you thinking? Are we talking? Are we talking nationals? Are we talking like a level two, a state match, area match? All, like all kind three of levels. Yeah, when you go. all of them. All of them. All of them. Oh my goodness! Do you want Come me to on. go through them all individually? 
Yeah. Uh, well, see, that's that's part of the problem, not only at the different level of matches, but we have so many divisions now, and we have so many classes, and then we have so many national level matches. We have, I mean, they 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 break them down into where they're doing this format where it's two level, it's two divisions at 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 each level uh, national level match, and they're trying to make it so there's more chances at a title. I would even say that might not even, that might not that kind of can hurt the sport a little bit. They're doing that for revenue, I think, but uh, because per their last minutes, they seem to it seemed to indicate that that was a huge, huge uh, influx of money, or there was a lot of revenue generated from those matches. But oh, certainly, um, yeah. But so, um, which is cool. Don't get me wrong, and the matches are cool, and, and the sport is awesome. But I'm just saying, you know, so we've got so many things going on to where it's like. What do you? Do? I mean, it's just it's just kind of like, I mean, the, the award ceremony takes a, a long time because you got to give D through GM in every freaking thing, and you got to recognize high lady, high military, high senior. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, okay, so I'll take it from. Uh, let's start with level twos. Um, okay. Level twos are actually this may be contrary to what other people would think. I would think level twos are actually where you give less awards at. Uh, like it's it's just a level two match. Let's recognize the the high overalls in each division, um, and and maybe depending on how many like if production has two hundred shooters, let's put a number like then a, a placement for every fifty shooters after that, or twenty shooters after that, or something like that. Um, that you recognize that placement, and then let's just call it good. It's a level two. Um, usually level twos are not for profit. They're they're small state run matches. And it's just it's a bigger match than a, than a level one, and let's keep it at that. Let's keep it simple. Let's make the cost so that the the match directors aren't having to give out trophies for. I mean, like you go into some of these level twos and they've got like a hundred trophies on a table. It's like, okay, they just. I mean, like let's let's make that a bit simpler because everybody who who I don't know anybody that really enjoys the uh, the ceremonies, the trophies presentation ceremonies at level twos. Now, to be honest, I normally just leave i don't go to those because i'm driving so i don't i don't normally go to them um but they're not usually all that fun um in my experience so make those simpler like just recognize the the guys that won uh and then and then give out the prizes whatever you're however you're going to do the prizes um and that can be up to the match director on however they want to do it um area matches yeah, you're probably going to need to recognize more categories. You're going to have more shooters at area matches. So, yeah, recognize the categories there um, and that. And then to me, the Nationals is the more the more interesting one. Uh, they've done something kind of – here lately, they've, they've stopped recognizing the top 16. Uh, and I don't, I don't like that. Like that has always been like – like making top 16 at Nationals has always been like – like that's, that's been an accomplishment. Uh, and it goes back to our days of people that don't know that goes back to our days of shoot offs. If you made the top 16, that means you made the shoot offs. Uh, and so that was a, that was a big deal. Um, that top 16 becomes doable for almost anybody. I mean, as far as you're, you've got a normal job, you've got a family, you've got a wife at home, you're getting practice. Like you can't practice as much. Top 16 is still attainable for most, for people like that. Assuming normal health, normal age, I mean, younger age, uh, and that sort of stuff, uh, normal fitness level. Um, so I, I think recognizing top 16 is, it would, I think they need to do that again. Cause I think that was, that was an accomplishment. 
Um, but sure. then, like, make that a big deal. And then, yeah, make the top three a big deal after that. If you make top three, then, yeah, that's that's really big. So recognize top 16 and then maybe top three on a podium or something like that? Yeah. And then if you want at, at nationals, if you if there's enough competitors that you want to recognize categories there, I guess you can. Um, okay. To me, some of the category stuff is a little bit weird, uh, but I don't know. You don't go to you don't go to the any other. What national event do you go to in in any other sport where you're recognizing somebody that got 60th place? So, uh, you know, I don't follow any other sports. I don't know. Real quick though, on the on the top sixteen thing though, that's something I would like to see come back. But I think it it would be hard because we have so many divisions now. So whenever uh, whenever I was brand new to the sport, like you know, like you said, top sixteen was a big deal. I think there mm-hmm. was five divisions in, and yeah. kind of the thing was, you know, someone would be talking about someone like, oh no no, he's a he's a top sixteen guy. Like, yeah, it was a way you would describe to someone you was yep. you know good. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a lo- more legit. I mean, because GM, lots of people can make GM. They can go hero and zero or whatever, manipulate scores or do whatever they do to make GM. Um, you can't really fake your way into a top sixteen limited finish. Jason at, at did it. Nationals. Jason did it. <laughs> did he make top sixteen? Sixteenth. Sixteenth, baby. Well, yeah, but that's carry optics, and there were like like what like five or six good shooters, and then it was like a precipitous drop off after that, right? Like every other division. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the reason why you can't, I'm going to say this. I don't know if this is why, I don't know if I feel this way or if it's that I've heard this argument or I know that this is the argument. So I'm, I'm just repeating it. But if you stopped giving out plaques at any level of, of at level two or above, I think you would see a decline in the sport. I think guys would, shooters would be pissed off and, yeah. I don't know what they would do, but I think people would be pissed that they didn't get a B class, third place B class plaque. I'm just telling you. I think yeah, if that's if that's the that. case, then that speaks pretty poorly to our society that we like that we got to get all these pats on the backs. We're really not putting the effort in, like, well, to be good. And again, so, I agree with that. Hold on, a second. and I agree with that. But again, I think I'm just I don't know if this is a, I'm not saying I feel this way or don't feel this way, but I know that this is the argument. Um, Nobody, those people that are winning that are not putting the time in the sport. They just really rolled up, may have dry fired that morning and, and, and their practice. And I'm not knocking anybody. See, that's the thing. It may sound like I'm knocking someone, but this is just, this is a game where no matter how well you do at the end of the day, you still got to drive home and, and buy your own gas and buy your own food and pay for your, you know what I mean? So you can win all the match and it means nothing outside once you drive past that gate, uh, you know, off the range. But um, a lot of people, their practice is shooting their local monthlies and, and this is not serious to them. It is a good time. And it's, it's a, it's a, a, a you know, an event to have fun and shoot the shit with your buddies. Well, yeah, okay. So if it is, if it is about having fun, uh, then, then why do you need, why do you need a trophy? Like, oh, like I'm not arguing. Uh, I'm just saying, I think that's up. what's going on. Like a, I, I, a momentum of the match, you know, they just they just yeah. want to take some hardware home. Yeah, put it on the uh, wall, man. I mean, they they put it on the wall. Their non-shooting relatives come over and think they're a big deal. I mean, yeah, but not, that, again, I think that's 
I think that's bogus. Like that people do think that they're a big deal. <laughs> I meant that. I meant that. I meant that nothing. sarcastic. So, I meant that sarcastically. What, I don't think people what, really think that. What about something in the middle? Say like only top sixteen is honored at nationals, and then pick something in the middle for area matches, and state matches could do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, I'd be down with that. Um, I'm even. I mean, nationals. Nationals would be the one match where I'm. And even somewhat okay with class awards, at least like the first eight. Now, don't go down to like three, four, and five. But nationals is the one place where it's like, okay, yeah, if you win a class at nationals, then yeah, maybe you've done something. But if you win a class at the Arkansas sectional, like, okay, come on, like, do you really right. need a plaque right. for that? Like, right. like seriously? I, shut your, shut your I, mouth. Yeah, you shut think, your mouth. I, yeah, I want to go find mine. I think there's a oh my piece gosh. of paper. I think you'd have printed out a piece of paper that turned from my car for like second him at Arkansas sectional this year. Yeah, that that <laughs> seems better. Oh, uh, the other reason the other reason with that is um, I think some of these matches like they have to spend they have to spend so much um, giving yeah. giving recognition. Oh man, Jeff has something. What do you got, Jeff? What is that? Boom! This is actually the you- match that you beat me at. The 2016 Red Dirt Rumble, I got single stack, first place C division, C class. Uh, I beat you at that? Yeah. I don't remember ever shooting a Red Dirt Rumble. Yeah, it was the, uh, it's the Oklahoma sectional, 2016. Oh. Yeah. Oh, man, that thing looks like an Olympic medal. Your mom was probably really proud when you brought that What do you... What do you think they spent on? What do you think they spent on that 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 medal, that that award? I have no idea, man. I don't well, know I mean, spent. yeah, I mean, so the ones they do here, the, the area, the state director knows a guy that does these this type of stuff. So he, I'm sure he he does all of them for the match. I'm sure he gets a pretty good deal on it. Um, I was just thinking how much ma- how much of the percentage of all the match dues go to awards, and if that could be use for better something better like better prizes because prizes i think are way more people would wouldn't care about a plaque if they got a had a better chance at winning a 300 hundred dollar gun well i mean that's the other thing is that you often end up with you know somebody that's in some of these some of these matches that are given prizes like they're giving big prizes to like the guy that wins b class but the guy that's like third overall in the match in a division uh doesn't get anything and i've seen matches like that and to me that's just that's completely bogus I agree with that. I think prizes should go if you want to have a certain number that are random, fine. Uh, just to, to give the guys in the lower classes a chance to win something, that's fine. But then the other, the rest of the prizes, they should go order by finish. Um, like start at the top freaking and, and have go to down. Be there to win. Uh, I don't. I don't actually agree with having to be there to win. <laughs> I, I just said that because some freaking prick jumped in front of me and stole a, a gun off the table. At Oklahoma, because Jared was fucking wasn't there. Jared oh beat me. <laughs> okay, wait. So I have something to say. But you don't. Yeah. Say, hold on. Say you don't think you should have to be there to walk. No. Okay, you should have a delegate. Yeah, That's you can have a he delegate. Doesn't, he doesn't ever stay. That's why he's saying that. That's Dude, why. I drive like. I mean, if you're like twelve hours away and you've driven and you got to get home, like Last what I got to sit. Delay it for okay, two hours. I okay. I'll say this. If they started doing awards assemblies where we didn't have to recognize every B class shooter in every division, then and it was just we're just recognizing the, the top overalls, then yeah, maybe it'd be worth sticking around for. But right now it's not worth sticking around for because you just go through person after person after person 
of people that didn't actually win the match. Hmm. So, you know, you're talking about how the prize table is done. I could go either way. Um, I, I, I don't like random because I never do well on random. But I think, generally speaking, random is fine. And it's, it's a good way to distribute prizes at, like, a state match or something. And it's good for the sponsors because, you know, the guy that wins the match, he's probably not going to switch guns. But the guy that got 80th place, if he picks up this new gun off the prize table, he's probably actually going to shoot it in matches. But yeah. for, for me personally, order of finish is the best route. Yeah. I also think, well, I also think that match directors should start, at least for the high overalls, like start giving out some cash. Like, don't, yeah, the, the guy that, if, if Ben, who, we won't use Ben. If somebody that's sponsored by CZ, uh, say Matt wins a match and he wins a Glock, well, yeah, Matt can't turn around and shoot that Glock in a match. So give the high overall guy, give him, give him five hundred bucks, give him a thousand bucks, give him something, and one, you'll have more high level shooters that want to shoot your match because they want to try to win that money, and two, like they will appreciate that way more. So you think the match sponsors give guns though because it's probably easier for them to give guns and. That makes their that meet that meets their their requirement to be a match match or stage sponsor. I'm asking. I don't sure. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's, so you, that's so you, you have those. Up. Yeah, you have yeah you have those, and you have those as maybe randoms, and then do the high overall. That's what Arkansas did. I won two hundred fifty dollars for winning Arkansas this year. That was that was awesome. I mean, that's yeah, that's the start. Uh, yeah. You know, okay. I I don't know. I just feel like you, there's. There's got to be some money in some of this to, to give out some high overall cash. Uh, and maybe some of that is cutting a little bit of the fat off of off of Blacks. some of the, the, yeah. the participation so, trophies that we give out as is. So actually, some of the some of the majors around here started doing cash. I don't know if it's for like the first three places or not, but I've won a check at a couple of majors when you get first, like 200 bucks or something. Yeah, and that's that's it's far more useful. Like maybe somewhere in the middle there. So, like you said, maybe honor the top three with a check, and then, you know, from from there on out, like, you know, do a random random prize table. Otherwise, yeah, something. There's there's got to be some something something that's better. Uh, I I think this sport does do a poor job of rewarding the people that put the most time in it. And it's it's a little bit of a shame for guys that do really put their lives on the line in the sport, and that there's there's not a lot of I don't know. We do, we should do a better job rewarding those guys, in my opinion. Um, I I could be wrong. I, I'm sure that's that's a minority opinion because um, people want stuff and they want free stuff. Um, but that's okay. All right. Closing remarks on match placement. We're gonna pinch it off. I would like to see just like he said, like top sixteen at nationals, maybe like top. Eight honored or something of area matches and like top three at state and section matches. I want to see a match give out like some legit, like decent cash prizes and see who shows up for them uh, with good stages. Like I, I would really like to see what a match like that would do. And that may mean that may mean as Jason was kind of talking about earlier, limiting the number of divisions that are at a match. So hey, we're not going to recognize all divisions because we want to give a bigger prize. To the guys, so let's go with the main three. Go open limited production. Um, I guess maybe carry optics is somewhere in there now, but I think now carry optics are... is going to be the most popular division in two or three years. Boomer, boomer. That's, I mean, it, that's, that's the numbers fine. are saying. 
You, uh, you, well, I mean, it's yeah, because they can get a dot without having to go all the way to open. I, I, I think that's. I know. Fun. I know why you hate it. The what? boom. The the boomers are buying those instead of your guns. That's true. <laughs> the boomers are leaving single stack and they're going. They want a dot and they won't let single stacks compete in carry optics because they know that 1911s would dominate. So they can't allow it. Jason, I, I, kinda, I mean, I agree with what they've they've said. Um, I also would say that another discussion is, and we'll have to do this another time, would be um, another classification because we've now got pro level guys. But oh, I've got one for that, but we won't. We'll talk about it later. Talk about that later. Yeah, That'll be I the next one. Figured out. Okay. Jeff, what's your <clears throat> opinion? Um, I definitely think. Uh, they should be recognizing more of the top end. So, like, you know, if you win second or third place overall, you, you might not even get recognized. So I think they should definitely recognize top three, top 16, top 10, something up there. Uh, obviously, if there's enough people in division, you know, if there's eight people in single stack, you don't want to recognize them all. But, yeah, that's what I just think. Just recognize more top shooters. Uh I'm I'm for keeping most uh, class awards, the uh, category awards. I I don't know. I think they're kind of strange, honestly. But yeah, class awards I'm fine with, and then recognizing more of the, the top guys. That's all. I just want I just want to be recognized. You know, I don't, I, I want to hear my name, Jeff. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, you're still in class, though. You can get in class products, right? I could, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't have any. I never went in class. That's sad. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. All right, we're gonna pinch it off right here. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. Go check out the Facebook page, and we'll catch y'all next time. Oh, stop recording, damn it.